hey, there's a chance we'll be using our grown-up language in this episode. So if you have little kids around, you might want headphones. You might also want a stiff drink. Hey, I'm not judging. Please parent responsibly. Hi, this is Adam. This is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. So, I am having bourbon and just the juice from a thing of maraschino cherries. <laughs> so that's that's what I'm doing today. Essentially cough syrup. Yeah, I mean, you're not It's wrong. like DIY cough syrup. It's ye old cough syrup. That's mm-hmm. what it is. It's really good. I'm using actually rye, not that. Oh. Uh, you suggested using the, we, we got a bottle of honey-infused bourbon from It's like too sweet friend. for me. Yeah. It's too cough syrupy for me. I can't So I would have it. had uh, cherry syrup and honey-infused syrup. I, I was like, I'm trying to kill my liver, not my pancreas. Like, we need to really <laughs> organize one organ at a time. I'm like potato, potato. Uh, well, yeah, no, vodka. Mm-hmm. But, um, no. Uh, so, it's... Tasty. It's good. It's almost gone. We are very different drinkers, you and Mm -hmm. I. I will say. I like bitter, like, rough drinks. Smoky. Smoky's good for me. You like a bitter, smoky, uh, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I do like bourbon. I do like bourbon, but I don't like a sweet bourbon. No? No. I don't know why. Hmm. But You like scotch. I like anything described bright. Like anything where the one of the words describing the drink is bright. Citrus notes. Then I'm like, yes, I'm here. I love a citrus. I love anything mixed with lime juice. Which is why your drink <laughs> right now is basically like um, yes. some sort of tropical orgasm in a cup. Yes, it is, you know, like pineapple juice and orange juice and rum and coconut with nutmeg. Our kids describe... It's delicious. So the coconut that comes in the squishy thing, mm-hmm. they call it coconut squish squish, which... Sure, whatever. But our it's daughter... Just, it's the sound it makes. <laughs> yeah. Our daughter likes to make drinks with coconut squish squish where she'll take and she'll squeeze it into our... The shaker. Our martini shaker, our shaker, um, with some pineapple juice and some orange juice and get it moving around so it's cool. Uh, she puts ice in it, which again, like mechanically, you just need you have, that you, to, you have to, to have break it up it and get it, it moving. Uh, but she can't actually handle how cold the shaker gets when she does that. Right, so she has to get gloves. So she shakes it with gloves on. And I'm like, this is the most adorable thing ever. <laughs> and I need to teach this girl how to properly make a martini. Also life skills. And then, yeah, I mean, you can't pre- outsource I'm pre- martinis. I'm pretty sure I taught her how to make, like, mojitos mm-hmm. when she had pigtails. Like, yeah, yeah, it was early in her life. Definitely. I mean, she's 10. So mm-hmm. we're not exactly like in the waning years here. Mm-hmm. She's not even halfway to being able to consume these things. No, no. But you know. Well, she might be about halfway. Yeah. Yeah, pretty close. Anyway, but um, yeah, so we'll we'll get our kids like knowing how to drink well before <laughs> they actually are allowed to drink. Yeah. And then, you know, you know, whatever. Then they'll have their first drinks and be like, I've been working this hard for this. this what? Is va- this is garbage. What oh my gosh. Martinis are disgusting. Who drinks this? Mm. James fucking Bond, son. Also, I drink them with a sweet pickle juice. They're so good. There we are. So, uh, how's your week going? Oh, uh, I don't even know. Uh, 
fine. My you week is going two days. fine. Yeah, so I'm in the middle of transitioning jobs, um, I hope. And because of that, I have to... You're so paranoid about that. I'm very paranoid about them bailing at the last minute. And then I have to be like, oh, well, I guess I work at McDonald's now. Um, yes, I am. I'm a little paranoid about it. But. Anyway, but I have to use up all my sick time. So I'm only working a couple of days, um, which is not ideal. It doesn't really give me enough time to hand up all my projects. But, you know, whatever. This is... <laughs> This is, this is what the policy we have. They have. So uh, yeah, I'll point doing. out you don't have to use all your sick time, and I think they're like wanting to guilt you into not using your sick time. Mm-hmm. But they are abs- they were ridiculous, and you know they're like, oh well, you will you have enough time to turn off, you know, hand off your projects? And like, not my problem. Turns out after I stop working here, I stop caring <laughs> about this company. <laughs> So yeah. if you want me to hand off my projects. Right. So I've made myself available and I've like, you know, told everybody that I was on projects with like, hey, this is when I'm available. Let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're just kind of like gritting their teeth and uh, charging on without me. So which is fine. You'll get some phone calls next week like, hey, are you going to make this meeting? I don't think I will. I will block all of the numbers. <laughs> yeah. You don't need them anymore. <laughs> and I'll be like, hmm. Yes. But uh I had my exit interview. I felt like I was very professional, but also very honest. I had some very honest feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I have a few more days to work this week. And then uh, next week when I uh, start my new job, I'll have to work like five days in a row. And I'll be like, what is this bullshit? This is this is the worst. I well, can't do this. Yeah, and also, like, you probably will actually be in the office for the majority of those days, which, mm-hmm. I mean, just because... The startup and the paperwork and right. all that, and uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm tired thinking about it right now. Yeah. I am reading a lot of romance novels in the meantime. I'm trying to like be mindful about my time off and not just like uh, become a productivity churn or like alternately just doom scroll for twelve hours a day. Like I'm trying. I'm trying to find a happy medium. Yeah. In between, like, well, you mean- I manically cleaned the whole house and like. You know, you made, made 75 pounds of mac and cheese. You or... did make 75 pounds of mac and cheese. No, I I made like four pounds of mac and cheese. Yeah, that's a most, <laughs> that's a still a reasonable amount of mac. I made, I made four pounds of mac and cheese and like two pounds of cheesy potatoes and two hams. And a bunch of fajitas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and probably like six pounds of fajitas. Um, of that, I got a small portion of ham and cheese and potatoes mm-hmm. for our family. Um, it's yeah. going out to people who are having babies or medical issues or whatever. Right, yeah, or just friends who I'm like, hey, can I bring you mac and cheese? And they're like, fuck yes. I mean, like, nobody who can eat mac and cheese, like, and mm-hmm. no one who doesn't have, like, a medical reason not to be eating mac and cheese should ever turn down mac and cheese. It's true. It's true. It, I mean, when someone says, hey, do you want, do you want a free meal that you just basically right. have to stick in the oven and heat up until it bubbles hey i made you mac and cheese yes, you can put yes. it in your freezer and keep it for a rainy day you can make it tomorrow i don't care it's supposed to rain tomorrow so like <laughs> it's spring in ohio it rains every other day yeah sometimes more often than that mm-hmm. so but it's good we had a fun day yesterday we like went out and saw my sister's farm she bought a farm That's yeah weird. yeah so adam's sister uh and her husband and family moved into a farm it's beautiful it's yeah. so pretty they have all kinds of land. They don't have any animals yet, um, no. but they have all kinds of land. And so, like, I think, like, three-fourths of their kids are like, yes, just, like, running around 
in the forest being like feral and their oldest child is like we don't even have wi-fi what is this bullshit <laughs> i'm with him it's just it's just really funny <laughs> yeah there's definitely a, a personality change he's just like no no i can't text my friends like it's there's like no bars out here <laughs> And there is no, no bars out there. Bars. Um, yeah, but my kids are like, when can we come back? And I was like, I'll drop you off for a week. Like, and uh, your sister wasn't like, fuck no, you won't. She was just like, yeah, I mean, what's like three more kids? <laughs> and I was like, I will 100% drop my kids off for a week here. Like, we will oh, yeah. have, yeah, we will have, uh, yeah, camp sister in law, and uh, I will like go on vacation by myself and then she's like you know what's even better there's a winery around the corner so why don't you drop the kids off at my our mom's and then you come here mm-hmm. and we'll hit the winery and then and you can like, crash at my place i'm not and mad like, at that i like all these options right but right. why the fuck did you buy a farm <laughs> i don't know oh well Hey, You're just Easter. not a farm person. I'm what they call indoorsy. Right. Like that's right. my that's my milieu. Right. So I think as much as like we'll drop our kids off and they'll have a fun weekend at at my sister's farm. Like we'll borrow her oldest on the way back and he'll come up here and live for a week in air conditioning and with unlimited Wi-Fi and play some Fortnite on his phone and be like, this is all I ever wanted out of life. Right. Like, I mean, I'm. I just want to give my children. (laughs) I don't want to take more children. (laughs) I think, like, honestly, pulling him up here would, like, diffuse some kids' situations. So, like, you know, an extra body, put him two on two, it'd be fine. But we'll have to come come up with some kind of uh, children trading program over the summer. Maybe. Once we all have our sweet, sweet vaccine. Oh, that's another thing. I got a vaccine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That happened this week, right? Mm-hmm. God, this week has been so long. It's, uh, again, part of the skill set that lets me get PlayStations for people, which, whatever. Um, <laughs> like, got me, I got you a vaccine appointment. Right. As soon I as got, they opened up for sub-40s. Right, I got in. a vaccine in, in a, in a uh, very quickly renovated or uh, abandoned JCPenney for mm-hmm. a global pandemic. And I'm like guys this is so on brand like there are not enough abandoned jc pennies in apocalypse movies mm-hmm. there's not like they really they really need to be a staple of <laughs> the like, like zombie movie genre this when it, all the shit goes down right. all that's because left when, is because when all the shit goes down and... like turns out there's still an arizona jeans ad on the side of this building it's Which, still there it's still there it, it was crazy Hey, you know, that's all good. I was at um, the convention center downtown, which is like this brutalist concrete box where we're all sitting in rows like 10 feet apart. There's no windows. And someone's coming around giving you an injection. And I'm just like, this is dystopian as fuck. It's fine. It's It's fine, though. Toad's fine. Everyone was super nice and they knew what they were doing and it ran like a well-oiled machine. Oh, they've got it down at this point. uh, My appointment was at like 4.30. I think I was out of there at like 4.53. And I had to like sit there for 20 minutes. (laughs) Generally speaking, when I speak to people about this, they're like, the longest thing I had like in any single step of this was the, you got your shot, you have to wait for 15 minutes. Right, sit down. Sit down and wait for 15 minutes. Like pull out a book and you'll be fine. 
and everybody's like, turns out that was my favorite part right, of my totally week. Fine. So that right. was fine. Right. And then, you know, like they check with the nurse, they, you know, maybe, maybe they check your temperature again. They ask you how you're doing. You feeling fine. And they're like, I'm great. And they're like, great. See you here in three weeks. And they're like, yes. Go with God. And yeah. Yeah. So that was great. I celebrated by driving through a McDonald's drive-thru and getting a small fry and a nice coffee. <laughs> That's what you should. Because I was a little bit hangry. And also, I coffee. Yeah. coffee. I honestly was driving home and just logistically needed to get home for something. And if I didn't, I was like, I saw a Taco Bell on the way out. And I was like... I want a fucking taco. Okay, so in three weeks, when you get your when your get, booster, a hundred percent, I'm getting that taco. Get get that taco. Get that celebratory taco. Get it like the ridiculous nacho locos covered in Dorito cheese flex, whatever. I want a double decker taco, but in the middle, I want it to be a Doritos Locos. Yes. Taco. Yes. I think that is the appropriate month. R- roll up. Roll up to Taco Bell with a fucking custom order. <laughs> I mean, like, listen, I don't think those, I mean, I've I've known people that work at Taco Bell mm-hmm. and custom orders to them are just like, you're speaking a complete other language. They're like, I don't, I don't. I, I don't know how to quote this. I mean, listen, you have tortillas, beans, shells, meat, lettuce, cheese. Right. You can. The These pro- are the, the things you have. The problem is not making it. The problem is charging you for it. Yeah, that's fair. And that's the problem. Is like I don't have a button that like lets me add up all of these like independent ingredients. Yeah. Well, and everything's measured out. Like that's the thing that cracks me up. Like the sour cream gun. You say what you're making, and it dispenses the proper amount of sour cream. Right. It's and good. also, they have a sour cream gun. It's like a cock gun with a robot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a robot cock gun full of goddamn sour cream. Blessings upon this the is, inventor. I live in such a strange time. I mean, like, this is where we put our energy and our research and development <laughs> dollars. Sour cream gun USA. Before we had COVID. And then we dumped it all there. Pre-COVID. And now we're back. Mm-hmm. You know, I look forward to the progress we'll make here in the next couple years in fast food technology. I mean... Not really. Not really. Honestly, I like food trucks that are just, like, basically held together with yes. the grease and... And You're like, oh, do you do you have a grill that's older than time? <laughs> yes. It, it, is it so black that like cannot escape it? Right. Oh yes. Right. Was it was this made before Ohio was a state? Sounds great. Yep. Yeah. Seems seems like a great. Literally, restaurant. there's a there's a place that we go to that has been using the same pan to deep fry hamburgers in a literal wagon. It's called the burger wagon yes. in uh, Miamisburg. Mm-hmm. Look it up. It's been there for literally a hundred. It's, a, it's years. a covered wagon because it was originally a literal a, a covered, fucking covered wagon. wagon. It was like Oregon Trail shit. When the flood of eighteen <laughs> or nineteen sixteen came through and washed out the restaurant, they salvaged a few pieces of equipment, stuck them in a wagon, and started a new business. And you're like, and you never figured out anything better. Apparently not. No, nope, they're like, let's let's just. Roll. Yeah, so they're still basically using the same pan, as far as anybody knows. And truly, those hamburgers are fucking delicious. They're just amazing, and I don't know how to describe the situation. Mm-hmm. But anyway. How was your week? I feel like I've talked a lot. Yeah, my week was fine. I went to work. I did stuff. I had a normal-ish week. 
Um, and then, you know, had a decent enough weekend. And now, here we are. And now here we are. I did do some flight simulator flying. Sunday which is night. Fun. I like it. We did some laundry. Yay. Got some drinks. Watched mm-hmm. a movie. We did watch a movie. Yes. Um, so... This movie. Had you ever seen this movie before? No. 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 I had not seen this movie before. Okay. So this In is... 2005, I was busy, like, being a young person who did not have children, who did not watch children movies. <laughs> I uh, actually had not watched this movie before either. Okay. But I wanted to watch this movie since it's kind of been in our kids' orbit. Right. You both... We both went into this blind. And so I had not seen this movie before, but this movie is Zathura. Mm-hmm. Or as I like to call it, Jumanji in Space. It's 100% Jumanji. Yeah, it, is, it is straight up Jumanji. And um, I think it was basically the same team. Yeah, the pitch was like Jumanji, but space. And everyone's like, sign it up. That one made money. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we get Robin Williams in this one too? No. No, he's real busy. He's like real busy and shit. Okay. Um, how about Dak Shepard? Less busy. Less busy at this point. <laughs> so they got him. Yeah, this movie actually punches pretty heavy. It's got Dax Shepard in it. It's got Kristen Stewart when she was, like, basically half a fetus. Right. It's got uh, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins, who, like, 2005, like, this is not long after Shawshank. Like, When did Shawshank come out? That would have been, I think, 99? No, it couldn't have been 99. Because I saw it, it in my junior year English class. Okay. So, uh, in my junior year of English class, for some reason... There was a time when we watched the Shawshank Redemption, and I do not know why. I do not know how it connected to anything I was studying. Oh my studying. gosh, 1994. What is yes. It, is it? Okay. I wanted to be in the, like, 1999, which was, like, the greatest year of cinema ever made. Uh, but no. But, but no, no, it was, like, 1994. It was pre. Yeah. It was pre. Yeah, because I definitely saw it uh, in high school. And yes. I graduated in 1999, so that didn't line up. Um, but yeah, I definitely saw it, like, my junior year of high school in class when my teacher was just like i can't with anything right now like you know the last week of of school and people had like ap tests and stuff like mm-hmm. ap week was the best yeah because when every- you weren't doing the ap test right because they're like well if you're going in to take this like five-hour spanish exam go with god but if not all your other classes are just like all this is bullshit and so like i definitely saw like only half of Apollo 13 because I wasn't, uh, because I had a bunch of AP tests. <laughs> like, I saw only half of the Shawshank Redemption. I saw only half of, like, all of these movies. <laughs> Apollo 13's a great film, too. Yeah, I only saw half of it. But think, it's good. I think that was an AP Calculus. AP Calculus was showing it. Like, and all of the teachers, like, coordinated, so everyone was showing a different movie. <laughs> Yeah, it would be no good if everybody was showing Apollo 13. Right. You're like, it's history and physics. And I'm like, no, back no. off. You're like, Bet-. but yeah, like, no, like, the calculus definitely got that. I think um, Saving Private Ryan was... Oh, that would be history. Was history. I didn't take AP history, but... I could see... Other people did. Uh, uh, let me see. Where, where, if I was in that, where would I show in my, like, classes? Mm-hmm. AP chemistry, I don't remember what we watched. Breaking Bad? Oh, that was, it was very pre-Baking Bad, but I could totally see my chemistry teacher being like, I mean, it's very violent and has drug use, but also, guys, they talk about carbon tetrachloride. <laughs> it's important. It's an important and then, topic. And then 100% she would break down and be like, that's not how any of this shit works. <laughs> so, okay. So here's the thing. This is the formula you give, and it's totally wrong, 
We think I think it's because they would get sued if they actually right. get the real so formula. So here's from how them. you actually make meth because like just truly just so much passion and like it has to be right. <laughs> right. And like zero idea of like uh ramifications. <laughs> ramifications of knowledge they'll be like fyi here's how to make a molotov cocktail like fyi yeah yeah <laughs> this oh. is what happens when you're chemi- when you're old enough that your chemistry teachers were all like real real hippies oh like, and you went to school in chicago like i did like i'm out I here did. i had some real i had some real liberal hippie teachers my physics teacher, we went out back and shot rifles to try to figure out how far the bullets would travel before they hit the ground. I mean, my physics teacher also made, like, a fucking potato cannon mm-hmm. and, like, shot it from, like, a third floor into the football arena. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Probably got in trouble for that. <laughs> Maybe. But he's like, I'm old as shit. <laughs> like, Tenure fu- bitches. Fucking bring it. <laughs> Yeah, but no, but no. This was a this was a good movie uh, that we never watched in school because even though it was two thousand five, we were out of school. I feel like we were we, we were old and married by that point. Yeah, we were we were um, we had jobs and stuff. Uh, the way we talked our kids into this though was finally get our like our kids just like scroll through movies like no 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 <laughs> no no I've seen it. No. Well, and then they're like, I don't even know what this movie's about, and I was like. You know, every movie has a blurb about what the movie is right. about. We're on Netflix. It's right there. Right. You can read a sentence about what this movie is about. And he read about. and he was like, <laughs> John Favreau. Hey, oh. is that the Iron Man guy? Yeah. yeah. Oh. And, and Mandalorian. And Elf. Yeah. And he's like, I liked all of his movies. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Where do you see Swingers? No, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, Swingers isn't... I feel like Swingers... Um, It has some adult themes. But yes. also... It's, I'm going to say this, it's boring as fuck, John Favreau. It was. It's boring. It's a character study. As fuck. About, and he, about the futility and boredom of existence. I, I, I mean, I gotta say, also, like, Nearly. I don't care about douchebags. Yeah. And so, like, because I don't care about douchebags, like, Vince Vaughn's entire catalog right, is just like, boring to you at this really point. I don't really care if this girl calls you back. Because, like... You're kind of an asshole, and she can do what she wants. Yep. Um, yeah, and so, like, I don't know. I was, I was like, it's fine, but I'm not, like, ever going to watch it again. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. But, but no, he's, uh, yeah, he's done some good work. So they that hooked him in, and so we start watching this film. Um, Tim Robbins is in the opening scene. He's yes, the he dad. is. He's the dad. Distinguished gray hair, you know. He's got two kids mm-hmm. that he's playing baseball catch with in the front yard. Right, they're taking turns. Yep. And of course, as soon as someone else has turned, the one's like, "That's not fair." And I'm like, "Oh, they have whoever wrote this has kids." Right, right. And, and the Tim Robbins is like, "It's exactly fair." Like, I counted twenty five times, and then the other kid gets twenty five times, and then I have to work for an hour. Like, I was like, "Oh yeah." Yeah, yeah I, I've been in these negotiations. It truly. It is rough. But, like, the the number of times one kid or another screams that's not fair is just, I, again, it's one of those signs that you're like, this writer has been around children. Like, sometimes... Sometimes you can tell that the people who write movies for children have never had children. And mm-hmm. sometimes you can. Yes. And this one is one <laughs> that you can. 
Um, so as they're playing, they switch turns. The younger one comes up to play. Mm-hmm. And um, isn't as good. He's like six yeah, and a he, half. Yeah, his brother's like ten and a half. And he's like six and a half. And so like, he's not a good, not as good at throwing and catching because he's like four years younger. And he's had like four years less practice and experience. Right. He'll get and there. And it's fine. But the older brother is just giving him shit. Being, being a, a real asshole. And I was like, oh, I very much recognize this older brother behavior. And her oldest kid is like, from who? (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know, people, life in general. I've seen other movies. I'm not naming names. I like slowly sip my tea like that Kermit meme. Mm -hmm. And so as the the dad throws a pop-up for the, the youngest to catch and the eldest like swoops in and nags it and he's like and he catches it and it's great and the youngest looks at him and he's like you're a dick why do you always have to be a dick (laughs) and like walks off and i was like oh that's great so this is how this movie is gonna be yes we're gonna introduce our kids to that uh that's about as bad as it gets uh i mean there's some rough times the one brother did refer to the robot as biatch yes that's gonna be there's that too we'll get there but um, but dad goes in, or the, the youngest then, like, runs in crying. Right. Again, I recognize that dynamic. Right, and the dad has to, like, go in and talk to the youngest and be like, hey, like, we're all good at different things. Like, you're good at piano. And he's like, the piano fucking sucks. Like, what? don't, don't, like, pacify me with, like, I'm good at piano. Chicks ain't like, mine enough for piano. That's bullshit. And he's like, all right, well, you have a good imagination. He's like, is my imagination better than my brother's? And his dad's like... Yeah, no, no, I'm not playing this game. Like, right. no, no. Right. And the the older brother's listening at the door trying to get the answer as well. And, yeah. And He's dad like, does a good... You're younger mm-hmm. and, like, maybe things aren't as good. And also, like, he was 100% being a dick, but you can't call people. You can't tell people they're being a dick. Like, people are being a dick and you can recognize that, but it's not okay to say it. <laughs> this will be very valuable in your future career. I assure you, yes. wherever that is. Where your boss is being a dick. It's not cool to be like you're being a dick. You just got to kind of eat it and go on. So, um, dad's like, all right, listen, I got to put an hour of work. I know it's the weekend. Like, I just got a very important meeting we got to do. And your mom's going to be here at three to pick you up. And I just get, just leave me alone. And the boys are just yelling and about how like things are not, that's not okay. One of them's like, you know, this whole, you know, this thing isn't fair. Like that we got to, you, you know, you get four days with us one week, three days, the next week, four days, the next week. Like, it's not fair. And the dad just looks up is like, to whom? Like, you know, you, you can see like, he did not enjoy the divorce decree. Right, right. Like, he was like, whatever, this is the way it is. Like, like, I would agree that this whole thing is not fair. I don't like it. It's not good. But right. unfortunately, I am not the arbiter of fairness right. in this world. Also, it sucks that I have to work on the weekend while you while I have you. But also, like, you like food and shit, right? Like... Turns out... So, I need to keep this goddamn job. Like, shut up. So, um... The kids are, like, still just being super demanding. And he he goes off on him. He's like, listen, Neelos, I need you guys to, like, knock it off. There's days when you need to grow up a little bit more all at once. And I need this to be that day. So just give me, like, five minutes, maybe an hour. I don't know. And then I got to go to this meeting. Your mom will be here. Just 
chill. Just be alone. Um, and so, like, he kind of goes into the office there. Mm-hmm. He draws cars, apparently. Is right, what he's I could a car guess. designer. Maybe. I don't know. It seems like it's like a it's like a real interesting Hollywood job. Yeah. Like <laughs> Well, like first off, he's a car designer, so he's got all these cars just like taped up to the walls around him. Like that's how that works. Right. So you can tell what he does. Right. And he's just got like a desk in front of him. It's not like a drafter desk. It's just like a large oak desk. Right, right. That he puts his stuff on. Um and so he's on the phone call talking about this when um, Walter breaks in because in Danny broke his walkie-talkie. Walter is older brother. Yeah. Danny is younger brother. Good point. Um, and as they're fighting and yelling at each other, like, one of the boys knocks over a cup. Danny, I think. I think Danny, yeah. Danny, the younger onto brother, knocks his, over a cup. Onto his, his painting. Which has, like, fresh watercolor, and it just, like, bleeds everywhere. Yeah, and he's like, oh, fuck. Okay, well, I can go print a new one out from the office, but I gotta go physically there to do it. And I'm like, first off, it's 2005. 2005. We were running pretty digital at that point. I mean... Some people some people are running very digital. Some people are not. Like, I guess, yeah. My company still sends people, like, fucking paper invoices. Yeah, so does mine. And we're a tech company. It's so, the weirdest like, freaking thing. I don't know. To each its own. Yeah, anyway. So, uh, he's like, I gotta go get a new copy. I guess he's got, like, this plotter or the printer or whatever for the large format paper. Mm -hmm. uh, you wouldn't have that at home, so. Uh, that makes sense. Especially 2005. Uh, so, he's gotta go get a new one from the office. He's like, listen, you guys, I just need you to chill in the house by yourself for just, like, a little bit. And... Older brother Walter's like, you're leaving us by ourselves? And he was like, fuck no. I'm going to wake up your older teenage sister, Lisa. Who has not been mentioned for the first 15 minutes. Uh, but at one point, like, the boys are talking. They're like, I hate this house. It's old and it's creepy. He's like, it is old. It is not creepy. It's a fine house. And and then one of the boys is like, I like mom's house better. And um, the dad just looks at him and goes, so does she. That's why she kept it. And the boys are like, what? And he's like, never mind. It's not worth it. Right? <laughs> And you can tell, like, again, there's just this, like, little bit in the back of his dad's head that's like, it's not fair. Like, right. like he's got that, too, but he can't say that out loud to his kids because he's just chastised Right, because he has to co-parent. Right. Um, so he goes upstairs. We meet Sis, who's Lisa. Who's... Right, who's played by Kristen Stewart. Yeah. 2005 Kristen Stewart, pre-Twilight. Yep. Uh, yeah, she's in this movie. Uh, she looks distractingly young like i mean i feel like she looks the same not like yeah. i don't know it's just her face is the same her boobs are different i yeah i guess that's it that's I it mean, that's the only difference yeah i mean she's she's like a kid like she is you know only up to like tim robbins's like shoulders mm -hmm. and is just like a small right she's yeah. like 15 in this movie yeah she's just a small version of Kristen stewart running around it's very kind of weird um, but it turns out she's like at two o'clock asleep in the the bed just because I've never slept till two o'clock in my whole life. Like even in like peak teenager dumb. Oh my gosh! Did my parents ever let me sleep till two o'clock? They oh. were like, "Fuck you! We have shit to do. Like get up, like do some shit." I mean, so 
uh, back in the day when I worked at the amusement park, there were days that I would work until like 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. Or 2 a.m. I feel like that would be okay, but I didn't have a and job. And then I would recover. <laughs> yeah. Like I would recover by sleeping till like 2 p.m. And then, like, and then wake up to work. at yeah. 4 p.m. and work until work 2 a.m. again. Two. Yeah. Like, and so there was some of that that kind of happened, but it wasn't as common. Um, then I got to college and nobody would wake me up. Yes. And I would legit sleep till like one o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, guys, Adam is like Rip Van Winkle and mm-hmm. he just like, nothing in his body is like, okay, you've been asleep for like six or eight or 24 hours. Like you should wake up now. No, no. don't have that. Like he, his body is just in stasis and it's happy. Yep. Uh, yeah. If I'm warm, I'm fine. Yeah. And I like sleep for six or seven or eight hours and my body is like, no, I'm going to wake you up every 15 minutes until you get the fuck out of bed. (laughs) Even as a teenager, I could not sleep. Mm -hmm. So, um, like, there's also this whole scene with Kristen Stewart where she's like, I'm going out and hooking up. And he's like, please don't say that. She's like, it doesn't mean anything. He's like, I hope it doesn't. Like, you're 15. (laughs) Like, there's this whole kind of thing where he's like, I don't want to acknowledge what's happening with my daughter but also like somebody needs to but like oh gosh this is horrible and so anyway he's like you got to watch your brothers you got to be conscious like just don't let them burn the house down they don't kill each other like, right and that's all i ask that's all i ask of you i'll be back in like 10 minutes and so he bolts out and um there's that so um we meet Walter, like, downstairs um, as he walks in and turns off the PlayStation as Danny's playing it. Right. And Danny's like, dude, dick. Right. Like, and he's like, Dad said no video games. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He's like, oh, I'm going to watch SportsCenter because, like, that's what grown-ups do. Like, right. I'm like, in fourth grade, I have a girlfriend. <laughs> like, yeah, all this bullshit. Um, and, like, then Danny is, like, tossing a ball to uh his brother and his brother just like picks up the ball and drops it and rolls back to danny so danny picks it up and throws it at him again picks it up drops it throws it at walter again hits walter in the face he's like i'm gonna kick your ass like Mm -hmm. and takes off chasing there's a whole chase scene through the house again it's one of those moments where you're like oh this is not just a chase scene this is where we're learning what rooms attach to what rooms and how the house is upstairs and that's where yeah that's where that's where all the bedrooms are, and there's also a dumbwaiter. Yeah, where Danny hides. And Walter's like, ha, found you, like, after a couple minutes. Finds him in the dumbwaiter and just lowers him down into the basement, which is yeah. scary. I mean, truly, lowering him down in the basement is way, wor- way less worse than, like, I assumed he would, like, stall him out halfway between floors and let him starve. Yeah. Because Walter is fucking terrible. He really is. He is literally the worst. He is the... He is not good he's not a good kid (laughs) but he puts him all the way down so danny manages to like climb out anyway and And the basement's scary yep because it has a furnace yep and so he climbs out he's in the furnace room there's a gate with like a padlock and chains on it in the basement for reasons that he can't get through so then he just has to climb through like the slats of a shelf Mm -hmm. and get to the main another part of the basement where he's then able to find the stairs that lead upstairs Okay. I don't understand why that was a thing. I missed that part of the movie. Yeah, just just a moment there. 
Uh, but he's getting ready to go up the stairs and he sees like through the slats of the stairs, like all like these different things. And he sees a game box for mm-hmm. Zathura. Right. And he was like, I like games. I like board games. He'd been trying to talk his brother into playing board games earlier. And his brother's like, I'm not playing with you because you cheat. So he's like, I'll get this new game. Maybe we can play it together and it'll be fun and stuff. And so he takes it upstairs. Walter's like, not into it. Um, but it, Danny winds up the key. It's got a little metal key on the top because mm-hmm. it's like mechanical. Right. If this, yeah, this game board is a mechanical game board. Yeah, it's honestly really cool. Like, right. I'm, I'm waiting for this Kickstarter. Right. Well, I did. I did Google. Like, is is this a real game? And they're like, we did make a game based on it, but it wasn't as cool or as mechanical or as magic. Right. So, um, so he turns this key and you press a button and it spins for a minute and it tells you how many spaces you move and then these two little spaceships move along a track mm-hmm. for a while yeah so two spaceships on a track trying to get to the planet Santhera. yep exactly and what happens is he gets a card and it comes out and he can't really yeah he's only six he's only and six so, he's like, putting it together it's not is great not amazing and his brother picks it up and goes, meteor shower, take evasive action. He's like, what does that mean? And he's like, it means like... He's like, I don't know. It's I just what know. the card says. It's what the card says. And as he's saying that, a meteor comes through, goes through the center of the card and embeds itself in the floor of the living room. Huh. And then like all hell breaks loose. Right. So many meteors. Come into the living room. Right. So meteor shower just held off until the card was able to be read. It's magic. Yes. I mean, that's the whole thing. So it's it's when it's able to be read that it happens. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, um, yeah. So that's going to be the, the mechanic for this whole thing. Like, they set up the rules of the magic right here, right now. That it produces a card. The card must be read. Once the card is read, the Whatever the it says happen. happens. Yeah. And so it's it, it just goes from there so the living room gets crashed meanwhile lisa's up in her room like getting ready and right she has a date at eight o'clock which is like five hours from now (laughs) yeah but she's got like noise canceling headphones on she's she's right she's listening to like you know riot girl music in her bathroom so she's fine um they hide in the fireplace the room gets totally trashed but like they walk out after it kind of stops and the line out of the living room there's no damage outside the living room mm-hmm. there's damage above the living room where stuff was bashed through like holes coming in from the top but by and large like the rest of the house is fine the rest of the house is fine uh, including a large meteor that landed on the tv and they look up through the hole and that's when they notice there's like night They're sky in space yeah and danny the youngest is like dude look stars and the older one's just like yeah i mean it's the night sky it's fine he's like yeah but it's like two in the afternoon and also those look really close he's like okay right so going on the porch and it's fucking saturn right they're like orbiting saturn and they're like uh mm-hmm. this seems weird yep and so walter does the first thing he can think of which is hock a off the porch right and it just, it just floats. floats away horizontally, which is weird because he's not floating away horizontally. Right. So I assume that there's some kind of 
force field Mm -hmm. that holds them down into artificial gravity and also produces some kind of atmosphere for the people in and around the house. Some sort of magic MacGuffin that just works for all that. Some kind of house bubble. Yes. I would assume so, too. Uh, It's never really explained. It is never explained. But they don't need to because magic. Right. It's a magic, magic house MacGuffin. Yeah, exactly. Um, So they decide that they need to go wake up Lisa. But they're both standing at her bed like, you wake her up. No, you wake her up. I don't want to wake her up. You don't want to grow up either. Like, you know, and so they wake her up and she's like, the fuck? And they're like, um. You said that we should only wake her up if it's an emergency. So. It's an emergency. And they open the window and it's dark outside. She's like, fuck, I'm going to be late for my date. Like, I need to go get ready. And they're like, no, that's not what we're trying to tell you. She's like, get out of my room. She's like, but there's, I mean, we've got. With the things, like, there's... We're in, like, outer space and shit. And they're like, she's like, I don't, whatever. I don't, I don't need to, I'm not wasting time. They're like, here, let us, here, let us show you. And they go and get the game. And they're like, all right, you take a turn. And so, the Walter takes a turn. And it moves his piece and spits out a card. And he reads it and goes, you have been protected, promoted to captain. Move ahead two spaces. And then the piece moves two spaces. Which, admittedly, is kind of cool. It is cool. Like, that delay for him to read the card. Right. And he's like, well, that was, I mean, that wasn't great. She's like, I'm not impressed. And she goes in the bathroom to get ready. And then Danny takes his turn. And it's uh, one of your crew members has been frozen in cryosleep for, for five turns. And so Lisa, immediately after waking up and having actual screen time, yes, gets turned into a popsicle. Right. So, like, two goddamn lines. Yeah. <laughs> She got paid for this. That Kristen Stewart has in this movie. Yeah. And before she, she becomes a popsicle. Yeah. And she becomes um, like this frozen statue that's like reaching out to test the water in the shower. Um, which means that somewhere there, there's still those prop statue of 15 year old Kristen, Kristen Stewart somewhere, I right. imagine. Under lock and key. Under, please. Like, oh gosh. So much lock and key. Please do not let anyone have that ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, people are horrible. So um, they end up going downstairs and like, the fuck? And they read the box and it says, like, basically, you get to the Zasura and everything resets and goes back to normal. And the Walter's like, that means we just got to beat this game. We just got to get to the end. We just got to play all the way to the end. It doesn't look that bad. Like, we'll just try as best we can. And Danny's like, the fuck? No, like, I can't do that. Like. We already have meteor showers. Our sister's a popsicle. Like, your turn, you got promoted to captain. My turn has almost killed, like, every I, one of us. Uh, yeah. There's not that many people in this house, and we've all almost died. And and so, um, so it's Walter's turn. Walter takes his turn, and he gets a card that says, your robot is defective. We don't even have a robot. And so this little teeny tiny robot walks around the corner. It's like seven inches tall. Mm-hmm. And Danny's like, or Walter's like, you're effective. What now? You know, get me a soda, biatch. Yep. And turns around, he's talking to Danny. He's like, yeah, this isn't bad at all. Like, I don't know why all the bad stuff's happened to you and not me. Meanwhile, the robot grows. Right, to like 10 feet tall. Ginormous size. Also, this house is small. Yeah. This is a small house. We do, we talked about this. Like, every time Tim Robbins walks through a door, he's, like, he got almost ducked through the doorway. Right. Tim Robbins is not seven feet tall. Oh, did we check on that? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, 
I feel he's not. He's not even like the tallest guy in Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he has the duck. But this robot like fills every door it goes into, and it starts chasing um, Walter around. Um, and it because he sees Walter as an alien life form that must be eliminated, and it's just a whole chase. Again, it's another chase scene of like, by the way, you guys remember how this house works? Remember where all the pieces are? Right. Like, this is how the basement connects to the living spaces. Like, how, do you have Tim Robbins' height? Tim Robbins is 6'5". Oh, he's pretty dude. He's, he's tall. Big, but but like, also, like, this is a weird 1930s house. It's where like a every, bungalow, yeah. Where every door is, like... 6'2". Yeah. Or maybe, like, exactly 6 feet. <laughs> yeah. Like, it might be, like, 6'6", six, six, but, like, when you're walking through and you're 6'5", you're walking through a 6'6 six six door, you're like, uh, I'm just gonna, like, I'm gonna take that extra inch right, of precaution. Right, right. Anyway, um, so it gets chased to the, the house, and um, Danny's like, like, or Walter's yelling at Danny, take your turn, take your turn, because he thinks maybe... If they play through the end. Yeah, they just get to the end, and they maybe just get through this turn, maybe the robot goes away, maybe it's just a danger for the turn, mm-hmm. and um, Danny does it, and it's like, you get too close to the such and such planet. Or such right. and such star. Sucked into the gravity, gravity well. field. And so, like, the whole planet goes, or the whole house goes weird, and gravity goes 90 degrees. So, everybody like, this isn't helping! This is not better! Nope, robot's still angry and running around, and uh, Kristen Stewart's still a popsicle in her bathroom, but now, like, kind of slides out into the main area. Right. And, um... Yeah, there's, like, the robot ends up crashing into the basement, um, and they're like, oh, good, and they go down and check it down, and it's got, like, the saw blade that it had been using embedded in his chest, and he's like, oh, he's dead, good, cool, and then, like, a panel opens up, and, like, this little, like, welder comes out and starts, like, zapping and trying to fix it, like, it's a self-repair system. And he's like, oh, great. And oh, shit. We only have, like, I don't know, a couple turns before this robot comes back online. Yeah. I mean, it's the it's the time bomb of the plot device. You know, you've got the ticking clock that says how many minutes you have left. They're like, we don't know how many minutes we have left, but we know this thing's going to come back in Act 3. Like, right. There you go. Um, and so Walter rolls back up and takes another turn. And he's now promoted to Fleet Admiral. He's Fleet Admiral. He's like, okay. He's like, I love this goddamn game. Like, I'm like, great other than the robot, I, I've had a pretty good run. And Danny's like, my things have all been scarring. Like, yeah, and also that like, this is a hundred percent luck. Like, this is not about you being yeah. great at this game. This is like you. Or is it you having a good game? Yep. So, um, Danny's just like, fuck this. I'm gonna go make mac and cheese, which is a weird flex. He had been complaining that he wanted a snack. Yeah. Uh, previously, before they started playing this game. Yeah, and Walter was and like, Walter was being an asshole. Yeah. And was like, "Fuck you," and he was like, "Fine, like I'll do it myself." So he goes in the kitchen to make it. Turns on the oven. Does mm-hmm. all this stuff. Um, the way the oven turns on is like a real Chekhov's gun kind of moment where you're like, "This is going to catch fire later." Right. Maybe like, something is happening with this oven. They needed to call attention to it. Um, and so they're kind of yelling at each other. And um, like Walter kind of gives them a pet talk. He's like, listen, we just got to get through this. Like, 
I want to be back home. I want this to be normal. We need to get back before dad gets home. Like, everything's right. fine. Don't, don't you want to go back home? And Danny was like, fuck you. What was so great about being home? Like, you bossed me around and you called me worthless. And, like, you can do that in space, motherfucker. Like, Turns I, out. Don't, I don't need to be home for you to treat me like shit. Like, if you're going to treat me like shit, you might as well treat me like shit in space. Because I'm, I'm done. Right. And Danny's... Somehow Walter kind of pulls it out and is like, but... I mean, let's just get this over with. Danny's like, fine, I'll do my turn. And he does his turn, and it says, you are visited by Zorgons. Oh, cool, not too bad, just visitors. Yeah. Yeah, it turns out Zorgons are not great. No, they have cannons Mm -hmm. on the side. They're not good. So, um... Yeah, so the next, they're shooting, the Zorgons are shooting broadsides into the house. Right. With their space Stuff's cannons. floating everywhere. It's a lot of explosions. It was Walter who was visited by Zorgons. No, no, it's Danny, because Walter next does his next term and gets reprogrammed. Oh. This card just says, reprogram. And he's like, the fuck is this? And he's like, I don't know, show it to the Zorgons. He shows it to the Zorgons, and they kind of shoot at him. And he's like, okay, that didn't work. Like, right. I don't know. Danny, do your turn. This is where Danny gets rescue an astronaut. Right, so Danny, yeah, Danny does his turn and he gets rescued an astronaut. Yep, and um, astronaut comes in. This is where we meet Dax Shepard. Dax Shepard. So my kids were like, it's going to be his dad. And I was like, no, it's going to be Dax Shepard. And they're like, how do you know? And I was like, because his name was in the credits and he hasn't shown up yet. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know where else we're going to put him. But I thought... So our kids were like, oh, this movie was made when beginning credits were a thing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like there was a whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, our oldest was like, it must have been on cable, because that's when they do that. I'm like, that's not, has anything, what? No, like, it just. There was a time when beginning credits were a thing. Yeah, they come and go. They I do mean, come and go. It depends. It, uh, currently, we're yeah, not into but, it. But, but my kids definitely have, like, in their cinematic history, have a time, like, when beginning credits were a thing. And when they weren't. <laughs> and they weren't. So, here you it's go. It's like an overture. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I wish, like, like, all the Avengers oh, movies had overtures like at the beginning. like, old-timey when they had an overture? <laughs> yep. Indeed. Why are the credits at the beginning, Mom? I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, Astronaut comes in, Stack Shepard, mm-hmm. and he's like, which one of you guys rolled me? And Danny's like, me. He's like, cool. No, the brother is like, he did. And uh, Dax Shepard's like, don't, sell- don't be so quick to sell out your brother. He's your- he's all you got, buddy. Like All you got, like... Let's do this. And so he starts talking to him. He's like, all right, turn off all the lights, turn off all the gas, turn off all the heat. Anything that makes heat, we need to turn off. Yeah, heat or light. Heat or light, because that's what the Zorgons are looking for and what they chase. Because they've already burned up their planet. They burn all the resources. Anything they can burn, they want. Anything that makes heat, they need. So we're going to do this. And then he take, grabs lighter fluid, douses the couch, sets it on fire, and the boys come down the stairs, and there's Dax Shepard with a flaming couch dressed as an astronaut. Astronaut, and he's like, "You're gonna help me with this or not?" And I'm like, and "They're like this dad's nap couch." Yeah, I I did hear that. I was like, I, I I see that. And so they push it out, and the Zorgons follow this heat signature away from the house. Right, and they're like, "You have to blow out all of the pilot lights, like yeah, including the stove and the heater and the downstairs. furnace in the basement." Yeah, and. Um, Walter goes down to the basement to blow out the light. But instead... He sees the robot. He gets scared. He goes upstairs and just turns the heat off. Right. He just turns the heat all the way down. 
yeah heat all the way down and so that's what that was enough i guess but not quite we'll we'll have to circle back around to that mistake later right so they float away um and Dak Shepard's like giving them a little pep talk about like why Zorgons are so bad. He's like, they burned up their whole planet and they just want to burn everything. And then they come on to like other craft looking for food. And Danny's like, what do they eat? And Dak is like, they eat meat. And Danny's like, oh, I mean, that's, that's fine. And Dak's just kind of like takes a minute and looks at him and goes, dude, you're meat. And then Danny's like, oh, <laughs> like, oh. Didn't oh, think about that. Yeah, I guess we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't put that together. So um, then the astronaut just like goes in the kitchen and makes himself the world's biggest sandwiches. Right. And, and he's like, like, what are you doing? He's like, I ate nothing but like, uh, like paste out of a tube for the last 15 years. So like. I'm going to make me a fucking dadwood sandwich right, and I'm, I'm going to eat this thing. I'm eating a goddamn sandwich. Like, come at <sighs> me, bitch. So good. And he does great. Um and then they got to figure out. They're like, so the what older do do? brother wants to send him away. Yeah, and because he's like, he's eating all our food. Who knows how much food we have? Who and how long we'll be here? And he's like, sucking up all our air. Who knows about that? You know, like we got to get rid of him. We, we have to send him away. He's sucking up all our resources. Mm-hmm. And the astronaut's like, you cool with that, Danny? And Danny's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you spun me. Like you're in charge. You're in charge of me. And. Walter walks up. He's like, "Listen, I am a fleet commander." And he pulls out the card that says "Promoted to Fleet Commander," and you have to do what I say. And the astronaut, "Oh, I'm very sorry, sir. I didn't, I didn't realize that you were a fleet commander. That, I mean, that changes everything because, as it, I mean, as it turns out, pulls it out of his pocket. I'm a fleet commander too, and he's got the same exact he's card. Like it's just a card, you fucking a asshole. Like, <laughs> fuck you. I'm listening to the kid. The rules are the rules. Sorry, I gotta listen to the kid. It's funny." So, um, so, so Danny's then, like, I think he should stay. Like, he's the yeah. only one who knew how to fight these aliens. Like, I, I feel like he should stay. Mm-hmm. And so they go, it's like, fine. Well, we just need to play the game. So they go back to get the game. And this is where, uh, Walter looks at the game and is like, Danny, you weren't ahead of me. You were behind me. Was You've this moved it? A- yeah. Okay. You're you're ahead. You cheated. And Danny's like, no, I didn't. Maybe I accidentally kicked it or something, but I didn't cheat. And Walter's like, you fucking cheated everything. Of course you cheated. And they're getting really heated. And the astronaut's like, dude, dude, dudes, we need to calm this ride down. We need to talk it out. Like, we need to figure out what's going on. And... And Walter just, like, pushes his card back yeah. to wherever he thought he was. Yeah. And Danny's like, I think I was one more ahead. And Walter's like, too bad. That's what you get for cheating. And so then Walter cranks the key, pushes the button, and the card comes out, caught cheating, automatically ejected. Right, so then a black hole opens up. And well, the, the roof just opens up and yeah, sucks him out. and sucks him out. And I was like, I gotta say, I'm here for this card's, like, lack of parenting, like, needs. I like that the, that the game automatically pushes uh, ahead and back whatever you need. That it automatically adjusts, ejects cheaters. Like, actually, I'm here for all of this game. Yeah, if we could make that more of a thing, I would appreciate it <laughs> as a aficionado of the board game industry. Right, right. As someone who has to monitor many a board game. Yeah, it would be great if we could figure this out. That's one of the reasons I really actually like video games is because, like, they can't really it's un- cheat. It's uncheatable. Like, they're all with the same rule set. Like, nobody cares. Like, 
the game is the game. You can't move your piece up by kicking the table accidentally or rage quit and right or just like be very I'm bad at math when we all keep score. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but the astronaut zooms out of the hole in the roof to catch, um, to catch Walter, and Mm -hmm. after a few minutes, brings him back. It's like a really long. It's a really long pause. It's a minute. And Danny is like having all kinds of existential dread about his son, his brother dying, and his um, all those bad things. But the astronaut brings him back, and they land on the floor, and. The first thing the astronaut's like, did that look cool? Because, like, I feel like that looked really cool. I feel cool. like that looked real cool. <laughs> and Danny's like, I mean, it looked fine. <laughs> so, but if for those of you keeping score, this was five turns after Lisa got frozen. Right, so Lisa gets unfrozen. Wakes up. First thing she does, cranks the heat, starts right, taking a hot like, shower. Why? Why is it so fucking cold? These yeah. people are monsters. I'm turning the heat back up. Yep. So, cool. Next thing, Walter's turn rolls mm-hmm. a nine. He's like, "Yeah, that's great! Woohoo! It's like the highest number you can get. It's a one-digit kind of thing." Uh-huh. And he gets a gold card that says "Make a Wish." Ooh, there's a shooting star. Make a wish. And this is where the Estra gets super weird. Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Dude, be careful what you wish for." And Walter's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Just, just think about it, like." I know we're all a little hot right now. Like, some things have been said. Right. Like, I know you blame your brother for this whole situation, but, like, be chill and think about what you're going to wish for. And Walter's like, I'll wish for whatever the fuck I want. Like, like you're not in charge crazy of Crazy moral weirdo that's coming in and yelling at me. Right. And also him and Danny get in a big fight. Yeah. And Danny and him are getting in a fight, too. And and Walter says that, like, it's all this is your fault. It's your fault we're playing this game. It's your fault. That, like, whatever. And it's your fault that mom and dad got divorced. Oh, it was harsh. Yeah. That was a low blow to throw at a six-year-old. Right. That's going to be therapy later. Right. Uh, And so there's a moment where, you know, Walter's at the window looking at the star. And you can see he's still hot. He's still angry. Mm-hmm. And the astronaut's behind him like, dude, dude, don't wish for what you think you're wishing for. And he's like, I'm going to wish for what I want. And so he finishes the wish. And that's what's, what he wished for. I can tell you that's not how wishes work. Right. It won't come true. Yeah. So Walter or the astronaut runs upstairs and is checking on Danny's room and it's empty. Right. And he's like, the fuck? No, you've doomed us all. Like, you need two people to play the game. Right. Now we're just going to be lost in space forever, you fuckwad. Yeah. And then Danny's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Just like crawls out from under his bed. Right. And then uh, Walter has this like uh, football and he's like, where'd you get the football? And he's like, I wished for it. And he's like, you wished for a goddamn football? And he's like, it's signed by Brett Favre. It's <laughs> like, you could have wished for anything. You could have wished for the game to be over. You could have wished for us to get home. But you wished for a football? He's like... I was under a lot of pressure. pressure. You were being weird. Fine. Um, They're like, what's with you? Why, are you? why were you being so weird? Yeah. And so that's when the astronaut has to come out and say, like, listen, here's what happened. I wished... I got hot and bothered with my brother. Like, we got really... Right. I played this game before. Before. And that's how I got my card. And I got really mad at my brother. And I wish that he was never born. And he can't play this game alone. So then I was just stuck. I've been stuck here for 15 years. Right. Trying to figure out how to get back. And this is the best way I can figure out. I need you guys to finish this game. 
then maybe I can get out. Again, Shades of Robin Williams stuck in Jumanji. A little bit. A little bit. A lot Which of it. Which I have uh, only seen some of Jumanji, so. Mm-hmm. And then, like, as they're kind of talking to each other, the astronaut's like, is it getting hot in here? And the Zorgons are back. Right, because Lisa turned on the heat and took a hot shower, and it, like, was enough heat and light to attract the Zorgons. Yep. And so as the, the Zorgons start lighting up the house, the front of the house gets shot off. And they're like, oh no. And they're like, not only is that bad, that's where the game was. Like, they just blew the game out into space. Right. And so now we have to collect the game. Yeah, we got to figure that out. Um, And so they've got to kind of, they're like, all right, well, we got to get all the, we got to get the Zorgons here. And hopefully they'll pick up the game and then we can get it from the Zorgons when they come back. It was very, this was a, the part where I was like making Ruber floats for our kids and I can't, I was gone for five minutes and I came back and I was like, the fuck just happened? Because they're, yeah, real quick, they go from like, we need to make sure there's no extra energy sin- signatures to like throwing, like busting up furniture, throwing it on the stove and setting it on fire. Uh, which and is, like by the way, where it Lisa... out to space? No, no, keeping it there so the Zorgons see the heat and right, come and in calm. to them. Uh, this is also the moment where Lisa's getting out of the shower and she's like blowing her hair dry. Mm-hmm. And she's like looking at her hair dryer and sniffing it and like kind of touching her hair and like doing stuff. And then she walks out of her room and there's smoke in her room and she's like, holy shit. Like, I guess there is an emergency. Maybe these little kids were trying to tell me like right, something. something. So she goes downstairs and the the... The stove's on fire. The kids are throwing stuff on it. And she's like, where's the fire extinguisher? So she gets the fire extinguisher real quick, blows it out. And as she's blowing it out, the boys are both trying to yell at her. Like, no, like, no, we no, need to attract the Zorgans because we're in space. Zorgans. And like, yeah. she's really not clear on what's going on. I mean, why would she be? Truth. But like, you know, she, you know, so she, she does that. And as she's doing that, Dax Shepard runs around the corner and she's like, who the fuck are you dressed like an astronaut in my kitchen that's on fire when my brothers are yelling at me? And also... Also, like, you're real hot. Yeah, like, like she's kind of into him. Like, I'm I'm here for this very tight t-shirt fireman look. Yeah, and she's like, so who are you? And she, he's like, I'm the astronaut from the game we're playing. Your brother's your, your brother spun me. And just kind of leaves it there. Um... And as she's kind of freaking out, trying to figure out what's going on, the the Zerg start, the Zorgons start board, boarding their house, right? Because that's how that works. Um, but they have a plan. Like, what is the plan? So they're going to divide and conquer, and Danny is going to try to get the game, which is on the Zorgons. Like ship, ship that's currently so docked Danny to their base. Has to go into the Zorgon ship. Well, first off, it was that the astronaut was going to go down the stairs and get go to the basement and get the game, but it's blocked by the robot and also a bunch of Zorgons, so he can't make it down there. Why so, can only Danny make it down? Because then they're going to use the dumbwaiter. Oh, and only Danny can fit in, in the, the dumbwaiter. dumbwaiter. So Danny's got to go down and get it. Mm-hmm. So Danny goes down the dumbwaiter. Um, and, like, Danny's freaking out, but his brother's like, listen, nothing bad's gonna happen to you, because that's what being a brother means. Being a brother means that I won't let anything bad happen to you. I'm like, there are ten foot tall reptoids. Also, that was a real fast pivot, because this brother did not care anything about this other brother for, like, 
all of this movie. Maybe the astronaut <laughs> speech about, like, you need two people to play this game, like, sunk in or something. Yeah, something. I don't know. But, um, they lowered Wait, Danny. Wait, did he already talk about how he was a player and he wished his brother was dead? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's already happened. Okay. So, he wished his brother was never born. Yeah. So, he lowered, they lower Danny down into the basement. As they're doing that, there's a, like... Sorgon looking up the stairs, trying to sniff around and find other people. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to hide, and he's trying to get into the basement, and there's a whole kind of cat and mouse Right, apparently Daniels doesn't smell like other children, mm-hmm. or humans. Maybe it's I, like a prepubescent thing. I don't know. He doesn't stink all the time yet. Oh gosh, I miss those like days. Like a teenage boy. Um, But he gets down into the, the basement but the dumbwaiter breaks, like the pulley system breaks. So he falls, he falls a little harder than he meant to. Um, but he manages to like sneak onto the Zorgon ship where he can see the game. And he's trying to pick it up. He knocks it onto the conveyor belt that's headed towards like the big furnace that they have. Right, because they just have a big furnace where they burn all the shit up. Yeah, so he's got to chase it down. And he's chasing it through. He ends up going into a goat pen with like weird four-eyed goats. Why are there goats? Who group who poop like glowing green poops? Seems seems very random. He honestly looks at it and goes, "Why are there goats?" And I'm like, in my brain, I was thinking the same thing. Like also same. And then he the goats turn around. They have four eyes. Like those aren't goats. But he just kind of piles through the pen, gets to the like end of it the where furnace the furnace where the 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 game is going into the incinerator yeah he's got, it's getting shoveled into the incinerator by one of the aliens and as that alien's about to throw this th- load in he looks over and the goats run running away and so he like drops it and he runs to chase the goats which lets danny grab the game and book it out of there right and sneak back to his house yeah he gets back into the house the zorgon spot him and this is where he, like, takes off again and, like, dives through the slats of a fence or of the shelf instead of going through the gate where the Zorgons can't follow him. So, like, that was the plot point from earlier where there's this weird locked gate with a padlock and chains in the basement. Yeah. Like, that, that's the payoff. He goes through. And then the robot's there. And the robot doesn't really seem to care about Danny as much, but it doesn't like Walter at all. Mm-hmm. And so as Danny's kind of sneaking around and trying to get through it he opens the door walter's standing there and he's like hey i came here to help you like came here to rescue you and he's like great cool robot wakes up so he's walter on the warpath on the warpath and so like um walter just like slams the door shut but also the warp the the robot sees the the lizard people Mm -hmm. and decides he needs to eliminate them too that's fucking convenient so it does so off camera which is good i guess and um as the robot's coming out to kill then bust down the door and is coming out to kill walter danny's like dude use the reprogram card so walter pulls out the reprogrammed card and shows it to the robot which then becomes good robot right Instantly a good robot. Starts just killing lizards. Right. Yay! Yay! Happy robot. Killing all the lizard people. <sighs> yep. And so, um, the, the, ro- the lizards, like, try to bail out of there as fast as possible. They end up, like, crashing into each other. Like, it's a whole scene, like, mm-hmm. of them getting out of there. Um, Lisa shows up. There's, like, one last lizard sneaking around. And Lisa ends up pushing the piano off the 
top floor onto the landing down the stairs and squishing this um this robot or this lizard right this lizard person in into the ground of the you know the foyer and again the astronaut walks over there's a lizard like tail just barely curling out from underneath this piano that's smashed into the floor and he goes oh that's excessive i like it and just like kind of <laughs> goes with it yeah and he's like all right time for someone else's turn and um and so it's walter's turn Mm-hmm. Walter takes his turn and says, go back three spaces and repeat your turn. Right. Time warp. Time warp. And so he gets another golden star, like a golden wishing star mm-hmm. card. And again, everybody's like, well, what are you going to do with this? Like, we can get out of here. And there's like this whole existential moment of like, oh, what are we going to do? Like, you, mm-hmm. you could end the game. Like, just like say, give me 12 spaces. Like, yeah, I wish this game was over. Yeah, I wish I wish I won this game, or I wish my brother won this game. I don't fucking care. Just get us out of here, right? Right. And he says, "No, nah, I think I got something else." And so he ends up wishing. He wishes for the, uh, the astronaut's for brother. The astronaut's brother. To, for the astronaut to have his brother back. Yeah, I wish the astronaut had his brother back. And so there's a moment of like fuzz and sparkly magic as this humanoid form starts to form and then it snaps into focus and it's danny it's danny and danny's like you wished for two of me yeah like he's utterly confused by this at least is also like what i wish for the astronaut to have his brother back and everybody kind of like the heels gears roll and then the astronaut's like and then she's like yeah i'm you i'm you i wished for danny to be gone and Daddy's like takes the news very well, but like very well. He's like, oh, well, I guess the me then or the you then sucked, but the you now that is my brother that I know is only slightly better. Is slightly better in that he didn't kill me, and then wished for your brother to come back, which then it's okay, cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so the two Dannys check each other out for a minute. And they end up touching hands. Right, and melding. And melding into, into one Danny. And then Walter, like, looks so over. So you're, you're me. me. He's like, yeah, I'm you. He's like, weird. He's like, yeah, I know, right? He's like, maybe don't wish for your brother to never been born. Like. Yeah. Especially in the context of a super magical it, game. It's that a shit life. Forever. Don't do it. Yeah. Like, he's a great kid. Like, he's more than you know. And you guys need each other more than you realize is kind of the the heart right. there and so then astronaut and walter kind of touch hands like shake hands or whatever and walter or the astronaut de-ages into walter like morphs into walter and then they become one being yeah and then the sister is very put out because this hot guy that she was attracted to is her brother in fact her quote is oh my god and i wanted to and then there's a bang and she doesn't finish that sentence yes, yes. thankfully um this whole family is in therapy yeah it's gonna be a mess yeah and so the zorgons are back is what it is is that they've regrouped and they're coming back and there's even more of them now like there's ships all over the place like you can't see the horizon Mm -hmm. and so danny spins he gets a one but his card says go ahead nine spaces and so that's all he needs he needs that's what he needed to win 
the ball in the middle that is Zathura pops up and starts spinning around and there's sparks and all this cool stuff. And they're like, great, we reached Zathura, we won this game. And then the house starts to shudder and fall apart and like stuff starts getting ripped off. Because it turns out Zathura is a black hole. Yeah, that was the end of the game. Right. And the so bl- the end of the game is a black hole. So Lisa immediately gets sucked out of the house. Just like gone. Like mm-hmm. without ceremony, without announcement, she's just poof, done. Right. You see the the ships, other ships getting sucked in. Some of them are like rolling across the top floor of the house and taking off everything that's not bolted down. Like it's a whole mess. Like but the two brothers are trying to hold on to each other and trying to hold on to the house and trying not to get sucked in. Mm-hmm. And As the game like, goes back and resets. Yeah, as the game is resetting itself and pulling itself back together. Um, and as the last moment, like, it zooms into Danny's eyes and the, as he's screaming. And then it zooms out and they're just sitting in the living room. Like, where they started, like, the game. It's the exact same positions everybody's in. The hamster's back. And Walter looks around the corner of the chair where he had been sitting when Danny pushed that button the first time. And Walter goes, do not push the button. And then dad walks in. And like, everybody's fine? Right. And they're like, dad, we played this amazing game where we like fought aliens and there was a black hole and like blah, 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 blah. It was an astronaut that was actually Walter and like, and they're all like geared up and dad just smiles like, like, sounds like you guys had a good time. Yeah. Seems like you're getting along. Sounds great. Cool. And so then... They cuts to the boys throwing the football in the backyard. And, front yard. Front yard, I guess, yeah. And um, they're like, so that was weird. Yeah, we should probably never tell anybody what happened there. And they're like, yeah, that seems reasonable. What happened to the football? He's like, I don't know. It was went back. I didn't get to keep it. So mm-hmm. I guess, you know, there's some metaphor about the futility of wishes or something. Right, none of it was real. None of it was real. None of it was real. So it just never happened. So, huh, that's weird. And then Lisa comes out downstairs because mom's pulling up. Mm-hmm. And she's like, boys, we never speak of any of this to anyone under any circumstances. And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. And Walter's like, it never happened. Never happened. He's like, but don't I have real dreamy eyes? Like, <laughs> and like, there's a moment where she was like, literally going to stab like, him in the face. like, literally, I'm going to punch you in the face. Yeah. And then um, it shows the wide shot of the house. And there's this bike that kept orbiting the house. And it just like falls out of the sky onto the... To the front yard. Front yard. And that's the scene. That's the end of the movie. So it's a fine movie. Yeah, our kids were like, this was a better movie than I thought it would be. I was like, I keep recommending movies to you kids and you guys keep rejecting them. But I honestly do know what I'm talking about. Like, right. I think you and guys would like, be this fine. This was a pretty good movie. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good, Dad. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For trusting my judgment exactly one time. Yes, it worked out. I mean, it was okay. It was like Jumanji in space. It really is. It really is that. Um, but yeah, I don't say it in a bad way. Uh, again, so behind the scenes, there's a lot of special effects that happened. Mm-hmm. And a lot of um, practical effects actually that happened, which is weird. Um, they had, they actually built this house and basically destroyed it mm-hmm. uh, piece by piece scene by scene That's room cool. by room so like that house that they were in was mostly practical right where they filmed like the first scene and the last scene first and then all the destroy scenes later like, yeah exactly and so they had a fun time with that and that also might be why it's built at a slightly smaller scale yeah it just seems small yeah. like 
it seems like it may have been like on a nine tenth scale or something right. like it that. It just seems like a small scale. But um, they, so a lot of it was, you know, as they were moving through, you know, obviously they were a little more careful with the explosions than like having an explosion next to a seven year old kid. Right. But, you know, they would blow up a fireplace and it would stay blown up for the rest of the filming. And I was like, first off, that's John Favreau's way. Because mm-hmm. that's his... We're going to explode it. Well, he's also just like, how do I make this, f- like, realistic? How do I make this believable? How do I push maybe a limit beyond what I think anybody wants to do to make it better? Right. And he does that. I mean, that's... he. Yeah. He actually is really good at doing that kind of stuff. And, like, throwing down the challenge. Like, a one-sentence challenge that you realize is going to be kind of the coolest thing about this movie and also the hardest damn thing about this movie, right. which is we're going to do the house practically and blow it up as we go. Mm-hmm. And right, which is like logistical nightmare. Like all, like the logistics person, the special continuity, effects people. You can't continuity. ever go back and get us like, yeah, your takes have to be perfect. You have to be sure that when you wrap every scene, yeah, that it's perfect. We got all the like, coverage need. Literally the next scene, like there's not going to be that wall there. We're, so. we're going to set that chair on fire. Right. Like, we can't just go back to the warehouse and redo that chair. Like, we're going to scorch marks all up the wall. Like, everything's going to be different when we leave this room. Okay. Mm-hmm. We good? Yeah, we're making it work. Yeah. We got one take, folks. And we're working with kids. One take with kids is uh, good for you. But mm-hmm. no, they did it. They did a really good job. So what did we learn from this movie? What did we learn from this movie? Brothers should, are important. Right. You should never wish that your siblings were never born. Nope. That's like some real cold shit that it nobody really needs. Is. No, don't do that. Um, don't um, blame your siblings for your parents' divorce. Because yeah. that's like also some pretty damn cold shit. Right. That they don't need. No. No. That's, wow. That's rough. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I don't learn too much, really. It's a pretty simple movie. It's a kid's film. Yeah. Like, importance of family. Sure. Family is important. They're all you ever have. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It was not a hard movie. Uh, Would you ever play this game again after the first time you played this game? No. No. Destroy the game. Would you burn, burn the game? Set it on fire? Yeah. Bury it in the backyard? Yeah. Something. Like, however you can to keep other individuals from playing this game, you should really look into that. It's true. It would be dangerous and don't irresponsible ju- to leave it alone. Maybe that's why there were, like, a lockup thing in the basement. The, also, no, because like, it was just under the stairs. Also, wouldn't this house be like, oh, this was the house where, like, these people disappeared, so it was, like, real cheap? Maybe. You know? Maybe that's how they got it. Like, the, the, local, the, murder, the local murder house is real cheap? Yeah. Well, I mean, his dad... Was, you know, coming out of a divorce mm-hmm. and, you know, didn't get the house in the settlement. Right. And needed somewhere cheap to stay. And it, he's apparently a starving artist, kind of, you know, like designs cars. So maybe he doesn't have the best income. Right, right. So like so this, this was murder a, house. an affordable murder house. Affordable murder house. Yeah, I could see that. So, you know, check your local listings for affordable murder houses as, yeah. you, as you look for your next thing. Mm-hmm. But like, don't play any games. Yeah, if you find a game in the basement of the murder house... Just yeah, just don't. ignore it. Just let it go. Yeah, and tell everybody, not to like. Yeah, maybe yeah. remove it. Yeah, maybe maybe if you can destroy mm-hmm. your house board games. Yeah, that's my piece of advice to you. Sounds reasonable. Yeah. It really does. Words live by. So. <laughs>
All right. Well, on that note. Yeah. Please parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly.